Welcome back to another episode of J Crypto. I am currently recording, maybe you can see, maybe you can't, a Twitter space that's about to happen. We're about to see Snoop Dogg and Charles Hoskinson talk to each other, which is going to be dope, which is going to be sick. Um, while that's kind of getting started here, I'm going to do a few little things. Oh, Charles Hoskinson just joined. Okay, this is getting real. Can you hear me? You guys hear that? I can hear you. Uh, thank you and well, w- welcome. And um, from the sky, I hear. <laughs> I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, we're 45,000 feet in the air. Let's hope the Wi Fi holds. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, yeah, let's, let's hope that. I'll just be one second, just connecting um, Snoop and Champ, and then we'll kick off. Thanks so much. Feel free to go ahead while we wait. So Charles Hoskinson is 40,000 feet, so he's pretty high. So how many people can Twitter spaces hold? Do you think we can break 10,000? It looks like we're close to it already, actually. Um, I can see so many people have joined, which is, yep, definitely makes a bit of a change from our regular uh, Q&A sessions. (laughs) So thank you. And um, also, it's, it's really... Uh, a privilege to be able to chat to you, um, especially with Snoop and Tramp, who are on their way. I guess they've just messaged. That'll be about two minutes. So, um, yeah, where have you been? I, I, you... So I was in Dubai, and then I went up to Poland and the Ukrainian border, and then after that I went to Switzerland. Now I'm on my way way back to uh, Colorado. And this how was it? So dope. Well, it's kind of a strange uh, series of weather. I mean, we went from a desert to uh, to a cold area to another place. Uh, it was an interesting trip. A little bit of everything. Cool. I I, I did see. Um, I saw some of the tweets you're posting, and it looked yeah, definitely looked like an interesting time. And I'm glad. I'm glad at the moment that we can actually hear you on your flight. So, thanks so much. So I guess just before before we start, just while we're waiting for them to join, um, the boring bits, <laughs> if you have any questions and, and you want us to have the chance to ask Charles, Snape or Champ, um, you can use the hashtag BakedNation and then um, we'll try and get a couple of those answered if we have the time. The guys are apparently going to be just a minute, they're just connecting, so sorry about the wait on that. Um, it's 11 for them. And yeah, cool. So just a quick shout out as well. Um, West Coast There are time. lots of people trying uh, to try and take advantage of this, I guess, and, and running a lot of scams in Discord and on Twitter. So uh, just a quick reminder to remain especially aware and vigilant for people sending DMs. Our team, Charles's team, Snoop's team will never send DMs um, asking you to send Ada anywhere. Charles knows this very much. I mean, it's something that we mm-hmm. we experience a lot in the space, um, but please don't fall victim to it. Don't send anyone your Ada. Clay Nation is hosting this space. They've partnered with Snoop Dogg. All right, Champ's here. I'm just adding him as a speaker. Thanks again, everyone, for waiting. It's about we to start. Off. We're about to see a conversation with Charles, Hey, Champ, Snoop Dogg, it's nice to finally meet you, man. And Champ. Let's see where he is. He's just getting the rights to speak. He's not ignoring you. <laughs> Sorry. I just thought nobody loved me. This is crazy. 
so there are basically so many people that have joined that <laughs> I can't find Trump. <laughs> so just give me one sec. Sorry, guys. You all joined so early. <laughs> There's so many people in this space right now. Trump, you make a request. Just gotta go through a list of Okay, I'll be right there. Looking for that eight. <laughs> so there are there are three thousand two hundred and forty listeners right now. <laughs> which is awesome. We're going to break 10K. We're going to break 10K. Let's go. Let's go. They're not going to be able to find champ. There's so many listeners. All right. I'm going to pull stuff up. I got him. Thank you, Charles, for waiting. Sorry about this. No problem at all. I got nothing but time on my hands. I'm surprised. Hey, champ, can you hear me, man? Is champ up? No, he's not. He's not up yet. He's not up yet. <laughs> oh, sugar. This is tense. All right. This clay nation, forty-four thousand. Can you hear me? Oh, Chip is up. All right, all right. Hey, yes, that's a relief. <laughs> hey, you're making me nervous. Now, I don't know. Hey, Charles, I'm not ignoring you, man. It was so many people. I guess it took forever for me to get my mic on. What's up? What's up? What's up with everybody? Hey, how you doing, man? Well, you're a popular guy. Yeah, I do Twitter space. I get like a thousand people. You guys stand this up. Boom, we're probably gonna break Twitter. <laughs> nah, that's all you, man. That's because of you. They want to hear you speak today, man. And Snape, oh, Snape's well, right I appreciate here. that. <laughs> oh, um, so well, just, that's all just right. Are... Oh, sorry. Just while right. Snape's arriving, I just wanted to say really quick, uh, really quick <laughs> shout out to our wonderful Play Nation team um, who helped us kind of bring this vision to the next level. And, uh, you know, the reason part of the reason that we're here and a big thanks to the guys at IO as well especially Josh Miller for being our go-to guy in the run-up to this space and a quick shout out to our mods and everyone that's helped us to get here and um yeah so thank you so much and I'm pretty much going to hand over to you guys just to chat it out and I hope everyone really enjoys this space thanks again oh no 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 you don't get off that easy so first off what what is a clay nation tell me more about it like give me give me like the elevator pitch (laughs) and champ and I are going to (laughs) sign No, I'm out. Sorry, no. Um, so Clay Nation, um, yeah, great. Clay Nation is an NFT project which we started up back last year. Um, we are a claymation project, first and foremost, and then we brought our characters to more people by running this generative piece, um, which is known as Clay Nation. And we want to basically work together to create a festival atmosphere, an environment where people can bask in unbound positivity <laughs> and be themselves and um we want to create experiences and, and kind of be a bit of a bridge between virtual and physical events. And we're going to do that with whoever wants to, whoever wants to join us on this adventure. Okay. That sounds pretty cool. You know, there's almost a thousand projects now in Cardano. There's been about 4 million NFTs issued. And what's so crazy is that so many of them, I'm starting to actually miss a few of the projects now. So I, I've seen you guys over Twitter but I it never uh, dug deep until after um, this thing was set up. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. 
I had no idea that you guys had the affiliation with um, Scoop and uh, Jam. So that's that's really neat. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um something that we've been working on for a few months. Um, we actually kicked off donation back in September, but you may or may not have seen that we did actually start our Claymate series with a with a course as as by lots of other NFT projects at the time, a tribute piece to you. Um, and if you haven't already got one and you want one, we'll definitely hook you up after this space. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, Jeff. So I hear you're into cryptocurrencies, man. That is a fact. And Charles, you know, my my introduction to crypto was um, first from Nipsey Hussle. And then after he told me about it, um, Cardano was one of the first coins that I really researched for like six months. And I seen all the utility that you guys were bringing and you know, how you guys were going into Africa and just doing like, you know, innovative things that were very thoughtful. And it, it really showed me the importance of cryptocurrency. And, you know, I got to really, you know, give you a lot of credit to, you know, why I'm in this space. And I just want to say it's, it's, it's an honor to be on Twitter spaces with you. It's an honor to do a project with Claymations and do it on your blockchain. Um, and that's why I wanted to do this collaboration because, you know, if it could be an entry point for me, it could be an entry point for, you know, my peers, my father, and, you know, everybody that's following what we're doing in this space, um, Web3 and crypto. So what uh, what got you most excited about cryptocurrencies? I mean, I, it's so cool my job because I get to talk to like everybody, and it's it's amazing the diversity. You know, Gene Simmons is down in the space from Kez, Elon Musk is in. Then I was out in Mongolia and I was hanging out with a camel herder in the Gobi Desert. He owns some Bitcoin, so like everybody comes from it from a different perspective. So what was what was the thing that really appealed to you and, and called to you? I think it was just me having to deal with banks like fast the transactions were it was like oh this has to be the future because you know when you look at technology everything fills the void um over time and i just feel like you know music going digital um, art going digital, all these things going digital, our finances have to go in that direction. And, you know, with it being decentralized, that's more in favor for, you know, entrepreneurs like myself. So I just found a lot of things interesting. Um, first about crypto. And then when I, you know, bridged it with NFTs, I was like, oh, this is the future. Because, you know, this is going to be the currency we use to buy art, to use, to buy digital assets, to you know, have experiences in the real life as well, but it's all stemmed from crypto. You know, I read an interesting report the other day. You know, we get all the stuff from Gartner and McKenzie and uh, these other consultancies, and they did a survey, and they said that people under the age of uh, 30 are significantly more likely to own a cryptocurrency than a stock bond or commodity. So it's, this is really a game of the young, and it's, it's incredible to see the type of adoption. In just 10, 20 years, the young are in charge. They run the whole show. So it's, you know, we've gone from nothing to $2 trillion of value in this ecosystem in just 13 years. And it, in many ways, feels like it's just getting started. Bitcoin Miami that uh, is going on right now, they say 35,000 people are going there. I uh, helped announce Ethereum back in January of 2014 there. We had about 1,000 people at the conference there. 
just wasn't too long ago. Snoop, good to see you, man. What's up? What's cracking? What's up, y'all? Y'all hear me or y'all can't hear me? <laughs> yeah, I can hear you. I guess I'm just wondering what to follow, what to say. It's nice to have you here. Thank you so much for joining uh, <laughs> joining us <laughs> with Big Nation and Clay Nation. Um, it's a real pleasure. And uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to have you. <laughs> hey, shout out to Cardona, ADA, Charles Hospice, Clay Mates. You know what it is. Me and Champ, me and my son, we're on this venture right now doing, you know, some great things together you know we, we call ourselves Bron and Bronny. we finally get a chance to play with each other so what we doing is we trying to you know break the mold as far as having fathers and sons be so distant with their business because usually a son tries to outdo his father or you know the father don't have no respect for the son's business but what we've come to do is put together you know a great team of business great mind you know what i'm saying think alike you know he gives me a lot of information he's one of the guys that shaped me along with his partners and Nick on getting into this field and getting into this world and, and understanding it. And so now that I understand it, I like to follow his lead. That's why we wanted to come together with a project to show people that fathers and sons could work together to create something different and dope in a new space. Uh, man, that's really cool. You, you know, I, I just started a business this year with my dad. My dad's a doctor and I always wanted to do something with them. And so we're doing a biotech company and, it's been one of the most rewarding experiences in the world uh, going in that direction. And I, I can imagine how incredible it is. I mean, this is a tough space, uh, the cryptocurrency space. There, it is it is merciless. It moves really fast. And I mean, four years ago, nobody even knew what the hell an NFT is. And now it's one of the fastest growing verticals. That's just one component of over 100 inside the industry. So it's really cool to see you two in here and, and uh, working together. So can you tell me a little bit more about the vision of you know, kind of where you want to go and, and where you want to innovate? Uh, well, I think all of this spirit is coming from the tribal, you know, spirit within me and my boy. I think that our ancestors are speaking to us as far as changing the world and moving the, the world in a different place, in a different space. Because one thing about this space over here, I don't see too much negativity, no war, no violence, and, and no disruptive. I just see people creatively working together, trying to figure it out and trying to create a new industry. And I've been in the traditional world for, you know, 30 years doing music, TV, whatever you could think of entertainment-wise. And it's a cutthroat business, and it's not about the artist or the creator. So this space right here is in favor of the artist, the creator, and the independent. So this is some of the things that we plan to bring over here visually and creatively, and then letting the youth lead the way. Let Cordell and Champ and the team lead the way, and I get behind them and follow and champion their move and not always have to be in the front, but can play the role and let them, you know, take this to the next level and let him speak to some of the things that he wants to do in his space. Because to me, this is something that's next level. It's, it's for the future. But at the guys like me that know how to get in where we fit in, we know how to make it do what it do. But this is something that's going to be here 30, 40 years after I'm gone. So I love to see what the youth are doing with it. And I love to hear what Cordell, what his vision is. Right over you, Chad, man. I mean, like I said, I think just introducing more people in the masses to crypto and, you know, letting Cardano be an entry point for them. Um, and specifically, you know, I'm a student from the Snoop Youth Football League. My dad started the Snoop Youth Football League in 2004. 
Um, and, you know, since then, we've sent over hundreds of kids to Division One colleges, um, dozens of kids to the NFL. You know, a lot of those kids grew up to be police officers, doctors, crypto investors, um, filmmakers. So, you know, my dad always speaks about, you know, building the field of dreams. So, you know, we just felt like this could be an entry point for all those kids, um, you know, from those inner cities to understand what crypto is and the importance of it and, you know, dive into cool projects like Playmates or, um, you know, invest some of their money into Cardona and, and let that be an entry point so that they could create generational wealth. Yeah, you know, the thing about cryptocurrencies is, in general is that cryptocurrencies, they have this basic property called inclusive accountability. This, this is why I entered the space, you know, because I looked at a lot of different systems. I was a gold bug, and, you know, I, I really hate the way the government works and institutions work. And, like, simple shit, like, I can't check my vote. I have no idea what the monetary policy is. I get no transparency about how money is spent or any of these things. So I always asked, you know, when I was a young guy uh, in my early 20s, I said, well, why can't I check these things myself? Why can't I verify myself that the things that I'm being told, whether it be from the government or the media or any institution of power, is true? And then when Bitcoin came out in 2009, it was the first time ever that there exists a money system where when somebody sends you something, you can check it yourself. You don't trust anybody. There's no there's no pope or king or third party like a bank that says you got it. No, you know yourself. And then it, it gave me this constant effort to ask, what if? What else can I do? You know, can I check a, check a supply chain, all this type of stuff? And so we built my company and later Cardano and other products. And, you know, Vitalik built Ethereum and there's now over 8,000 cryptocurrencies. Uh, but basically, they're all chasing, at least the good ones, that, that basic concept, whether it be a contractual relationship, uh, it be a commercial understanding, it be a social understanding, it could be a, something as simple as like, hey, the drinking water in Flint, Michigan, they tell us, hey, it doesn't have lead in it anymore. Well, we run into this all the time in our work in Africa. We look at supply chains. Is the beef adulterated or not? You know, is, uh, is uh, the bag of fertilizer coming from Djibouti to Addis Ababa? Is it going to come and show up as 50 pounds or is it 35 pounds? These types of things. And, you know, can the technology verify that? But what's really cool is that that's, that's just my truth. You know, that's just the way I look at it. But everybody else looks at it their own particular way and their own particular industry vertical. So some people are saying, well, can I do art differently or music differently? Like uh, we talk to a lot of different musicians these days from Nick Carter to others and they're always like, hey, you know, can I use this as a different way of having a relationship with my fans? We talk to scientists who are saying, can I get proper credit for first to publish with an academic paper? Uh, now we're talking about infrastructure security. Like what happens if a cyber attack happens and, you know, they're trying like Ukraine. We just got back from Poland, Ukraine. And the first thing the Russians did is they tried to take down all of the uh, cyber infrastructure in the country uh, with a hack. These actually all flow from the same set of technology, the same blockchain technology. I've I've never seen in my life anything as uh, as diverse and inclusive. And the other point is that it's fair. I've never seen a technology where every single person has equal access to it. Everybody tells you that you're equal, but the reality is that there's some people that seem to always win and other people seem to lose. This is the first time ever where you know some poor farmer in Senegal has equal access to a billionaire in California or in New York 
There's never been a time where we've had technology that's had that power and capability. I got a serious question. It ain't got anything to do with NFTs. It's just a question I'm hoping some of you smart guys and girls can answer. Have any of you motherfuckers ever met Uncle Sam? And who the fuck is Uncle Sam? Because every time I get some money, this nigga shows up and he getting a piece of my money. And I'm sure he getting a piece of y'all money. I want to know who fucking Uncle is he? And um, who the fuck is he? Can someone answer that question? Who the fuck is Uncle Sam? <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> every goddamn year when I pay my taxes, I ask myself that question too, man. Um, yeah, Uncle Sam not only takes you know fuck ton of money, prints a lot of money too. You see how much money has been printed the last two years? You know, more than half the money in all circulation. Our debt's down thirty trillion dollars. So not only is Uncle Sam rob me every year, you every year, we're fucking broke. <laughs> we're in debt. That's fine. So, That's fine, this guy. Yeah, we should do a petition. We want to meet your motherfucking ass, Uncle Sam. You've been sticking us up too goddamn long. Take the mask off, punk. We need to know who you is. So how do we get rid of Uncle Sam? I'm so, I'm sorry. That's just the way I felt right now. All of these great things that we're doing over here in this space with crypto and like you connecting farmers with billionaires. And to me, I just want to, you know, keep that spirit alive because I feel like, you know, this is a space that we control because it's new. And we running and we locking and we loading, we communicating and we sharing game and we trading game. So we're doing a new stocks and bonds because we trading stocks and gun and game right now when we converse and get together and do these types of things. So let's stay locked and loaded with our community and make sure that we keep that shit out of here. Mm -hmm. Hey, Champ, you got any ideas who Uncle Sam is? Who's Uncle Sam to you, man? Man, that's why I just hold on to my coins. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I think Warren G want to come up on the floor. Can y'all bring him up? Yeah, I sent him the request, but um, I'll try he gotta, he gotta, he gotta accept the request. I sent it to him about five times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try again. If there's anyone else that uh, you want to bring up, obviously let me know as well. Come on, work. Come on, man. We're talking about Sam. Oh. Can we bring some? <laughs> I like when ladies get the chance to converse and speak their mind to their face. You know, I like to empower the woman. So can we bring up some women that intelligently speak to this space? A hundred percent. I'll try and find some good ones. <laughs> well, some some ones, yeah. I'll see who's available. <laughs> and Warren G is up. Hey, Warren. Warren G. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks Jesus. for joining. What up, though? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, listening uh enjoying the conversation and it's teaching me a lot you know because snoop is, is my best friend <clears throat> you know and my nephew he doing this thing introducing his dad to this this new way of, of ways that we can can as musicians be able to to get our share like i heard you guys talking about equal in the house in the in the real world ain't no equal with us but like in the space it's equal so I was, i'm just enjoying the conversation and, and and uh, just chilling. That's good you saying that, G-Dub, because one thing that we have dealt with, you know, as artists, we don't understand the masters. Like when we make music, the record label owns the masters and they have certain clauses in the contracts where 20 years after your masters, you can get them back if you apply for them. 
then 25, then 30. And then when it gets to 35, after 35, you can't get your master's back no more. And normally they don't tell us this until it's like year 30. So the, the, the situation that we speak into is that a lot of times these artists, not just us, but artists in general, that's why Taylor Swift did her shit over because she didn't have her masters. That's why a lot of these artists are complaining and crying about the labels and these, you know, different platforms not paying them, whether it's the streaming platforms where you got to get fucking 700 million streams and make $10,000 or just the, the, the looks that come with the music and just the way the music is all repetitive now. So we just trying to find lanes and ways to keep shit the way it was when we first started, pure and authentic and, and about the fans and about making good music that has longevity on it, timeless music. So now we're getting our hands on our masters, so we want to be able to give them to the people who made us who we are. We want to bring our masters to this space and let people have a piece of it and start doing things with it, from the Death Row catalog to Warren G's first album to all of the shit that we're doing. That's what we're doing it for. Yes, indeed. And what's really cool about this industry is is how all the business models relationships are open. So when I got started, that was right when the ICO revolution came in. The first ICO was MasterCoin. That happened back in 2013. And it was J.R. Willett and Dave, uh, Dave, uh, I, the fucking name will come to me in a second. It's been a long day. But anyway, uh, it, uh, they raised half a million dollars. And then we we looked at that. We said, hey, that's a really interesting thing. So we designed the Ethereum crowd sale. We raised 18 million. Then ICO Mania came. And over a thousand ICOs were done. Like billions of dollars were raised all around the world uh, in 2017. And then uh, that fell out of favor. And these new things like SaaS and SDOs came, airdrops and all this other shit. And now there's like 12 new things since the ICO. But everybody learns from each other. You know, most of it is open source. And so as a result, whatever the best practice is, you just take it, you template it, you do it. So when you look at like uh, NFTs and music, somebody's going to go and get it right, absolutely 100% right. And it's going to be very artist biased. It's not going to be biased to the distributor because the blockchain is the distribution network. So there's no record label or middleman or any of that stuff. Uh, and it's not going to be biased to like a producer or a manager or some middleman. It's going to be basically a direct relationship of the artist to the fans. And the artist basically preserves all the IP. All that legal work, all that business model, just like the ICO, we could just take it and run with it. We didn't have to pay anybody anything and we learned from what MasterCoin did. Basically, artists get to do that. And they get a whole bunch of new capabilities too. Like anytime you do anything online, maybe people tip you. And well, that's small fish, but if you have 100,000 people there, you can wait, walk away 50 grand, 100 grand from a single event, like a Twitter space or whatever the hell it is. And then sometimes people just commission art and they can do contingent funding where they say, if you go and do something, you play somewhere, you know how much you get paid up front, money's guaranteed. It's not sitting in some guy's hand and you hope they're going to pay you. It's sitting in an escrow on the blockchain. And all this technology is interconnected. So the same kind of stuff that secures a DEX or a stable coin or any of these other things in our industry, you can reuse that royalty free because there's no patents, there's no intellectual property. You just take that shit, rebrand it, white label it, put your brand on top of it, and then run a model with it. And then, you know, the good stuff floats to the top. So it really does feel like it's going to be a content renaissance in certain respect. Let me tell you this real quick. I'm glad you brought up that record label, Whoopi Wap, what you were just talking about. Death Row Records is in a collaboration with Gala Games and Gala Music, and we plan to be everything you just said. We plan to be the frontier 
to all of that music, that that uh, great connection with the artist, with with the community, with the whole nine. Y'all should slide over there and sneak a peek. Gala Games, Gala Music, Death Row Records, that's where Death Row Records will officially live for the next you know year or so in the metaverse. So if you want to hear it and get up on it, slide on over there to Gala because that's what we're doing. We're breaking new doors down and we're going to show them how it's supposed to be done. Yeah, what's so cool about it? You know, let's say you guys knock it out of the park. That model is now available to all the young artists out there. And so they come in, be super creative and be in the best part, most productive part of their career, but they don't get fucked. And and that's just never been the case in the music industry. It's it's always a game of you don't know shit when you get started, you get screwed in your first few deals, and you hope you can live long enough to be able to correct course and clean up the mess in your 30s and 40s. And uh, in almost all of them, they don't. That, actually, that's in every industry because I've done film, television, movies, etc. And I've come to find that that's the system that was built. It was built many years ago and it was built to, you know, keep the artist and keep the creator down. That's why I feel like this new system that we have right now, we control. And it's all about the narrative that we portray. So we can take it to the next level. And everybody in the traditional world is looking right now because they don't understand this shit. And that's beautiful because when they finally understand that this is a beautiful equal playing field, more of them will come here and that system will crumble slowly but surely. So Snoop, I have a question. So I, one thing uh, I've noticed about your life is you seem to have a, a history of finding young people and bringing them up, whether it be in football or mentoring and so forth. Uh, so and now, now that you're kind of innovating in, uh, in bringing the traditional music business into the metaverse and into the crypto space, you know, if there's a young kid out there, 16, 17, 18, and they're tremendously talented, um, you know, how, how do they find you? And, you know, how, how do they connect in that respect to, to kind of share that talent, be a partner? Well, you know, the first thing, you know, you got to do is stand on your own two feet to make me look down and say, oh, my God, I need to pick you up. You know, create your own identity, your own sound, your own style. And then what we're doing right now, we have a mixtape that we put out. We put it out on Open Sea Volume 1, and now we're working on Volume 2. So what we do is we put instrumentals, or we either give you the opportunity to rap on one of our beats and, and see what you sound like. And if you sound good enough, then we take you to the next level. But for the most part, I feel like it's not about me stamping nobody. It's about me seeing somebody that's dope and me putting a spotlight on them and letting them shine and showing them the correct way of doing business as opposed to trying to put somebody up under my umbrella to raise them. I'm into empowering and, and giving people understanding like I didn't have when I got into the industry. I feel like I'm better at just finding someone who's got talent, giving them a spotlight, teaching them the things that I didn't know, and then letting them become the stars that they're supposed to be. So something something that you brought up there is quite cool because um, when I was talking to Champ about some of the music that you guys are releasing um, with with people that own it having the kind of rights to, to mix that, he was saying that that's a great opportunity to kind of show people, like show you guys what they can do with your music and a great opportunity for producers as well. I think that's awesome and really, like, really innovative and I, I can't wait to see what people come up with. Yeah, we heard some dope shit. Somebody took one of my vocals from a rap song that I did on the mixtape and made a whole fucking EDM song out of it and that shit banging. So I'm anxious to hear what, what these, you know, content creators are going to do with my vocals, with the music, with the songs. Because once you get it, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. That's what I love about this shit. There's no rules and regulations. You can make it yours. You can flip it, dip it. You have the opportunity to even rap on a song with Snoop Dogg. You know how much it costs to get me on a verse? 
Mark. Yeah, I know you don't. But anyway, they get it on the house. But <laughs> <Quite> awesome. <laughs> So, uh, Chum, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, what what kind of drew you to plays or claymation? Like, what is it that you like about it? Like, I know you told me about you and your dad kind of having, you know, enjoying it in the past, and I thought it was a really nice story. I think, because um, my pops used to tell me about Gumby, so <clears throat> seeing, like, claymation on, on, on TV back then was dope. And then also Chicken Run, that show, I mean, that movie was dope, that whole movie was, you know, done in claymation. Um, so, I don't know, I just felt like we needed to see some new ones and, you know, do it through me and my pops and, you know, our journey, we take it through the metaverse and, you know, make it educational, make it funny, make it us, authentic. Um, and instead of it being myself, you know, I was like, let's make my character my board eight. Um, you know, because I own the IP and the rights and that's something I want to show people is how to you know, fully monetize off your digital assets rather than it just sitting in your wallet. Like, you know, get creative and implement it in things that you want. And, you know, the more people see it, the more the value of the IP goes up. So, you know, I'm just I'm just trying things in this space and being open-minded. Yeah, did, did you guys ever see, uh, it was a show that Eddie, Eddie Murphy did. I think it was The Projects. Yeah, you got yeah, it. Yeah, that was, was the play too. I was on that show. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I'm, come on, man. It's no dog, man. I was doing this shit when Jaws was a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 on some real shit, though, Gumby was the shit when we was kids. Like, growing up in the 70s and the 80s, Gumby was the shit. That's all we had. And to see y'all, like, put a new spin on it, like Cordell said, it's educational. Gumby was a show that was fun and educational. We used to love that shit as kids because we learned something from watching that shit. And we feel like that's what we're going to do. We're going to teach people certain things that they didn't even think that they could learn. And we're going to show them how to get to the next level. Okay, yeah. And there also, there was Saturday Night Live. They had, what was it, Mr. Bill? The, the claymation there? You remember those skits? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. God, yeah, Claymation's awesome, man. I love stop-motion animation, too. They don't do much of that anymore. But it, that was real popular in, like, the 70s and 80s with, like, Clash of the Titans and all those other things, Jason and the Argonauts. I mean, there was there were so many of those cool films. You look back at them now, and you're like, oh, that's, that's screwy. But, you know, when I first saw them as a kid, I was like, man, those films are awesome. Hey, man, I still won't look at Medusa because of that shit. I don't want that bitch to freeze me up. I actually tried we to find that fucking owl. You did? We won't bring Medusa back. I absolutely did. We <laughs> I bought a lot of crazy shit in my life. Like, uh, like I, I got a ranch up in Wyoming. And it's it's a big place, but we get wildfires all the time. And so I said, I need to get a helicopter to you know, douse the flame. And so we looked at the mission profile. They said, you know what you should buy? And I said, what? They said, a Black Hawk helicopter. I said, you can buy that as a civilian? And they said, yeah. I said, all right. So we bought one. So we got we got this old school military helicopter out there. We can't fly it anywhere because it's under restricted air license, but we can use it to dump water on fires. It's crazy the shit you can buy. I know, right? What's the like? Where I'm sorry. <laughs> 
The weirdest thing I ever found. No, that belongs to you. You bad, too. <laughs> Let's see. I don't buy weird shit. <laughs> now, I mean, that, been, that's a sensible answer. <laughs> I've been gifted some weird shit. A lot of that. <laughs> you know, Nicholas Cage once bought a T-Rex skull. He spent like $10 million or some shit on it. Damn. Oh, Nick. That's why he's in so many movies. He's a we got a new movie out right now that's supposed to be hot shit. All right, we got any questions? Ready to make it entrance, so back on up. Push it through about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Hopping and low beast together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low down, niggas so we're crazy. Death row is the label that pays, man. I just had to get that off one time. Death Row really, <laughs> really is the label that pays me when I wrote Dude, that. I didn't goodness. get no money, so I was lying on that song. I'm not monetizing this video anymore. No, That's going right to... <laughs> Nigga, I was lying. Nigga, I ain't had no money. Nigga, Warren you tell you, we got the same chicken bag. What the fuck you talking about? YouTube's going to pick that up real We quick. was imaginary rappers back then. <laughs> did, did, you have, did you make any money from the whole Snoop Lion phase, or was that also pro bono? Oh no 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 no! I got a spiritual experience. That was that was more than money. That was a, a rich enlightening experience, especially for my wife. My wife, she went with me, and instead of me stop eating meat, she ain't ate meat since the day we went out there. So it it really rubbed off on her in a real way. Okay. Uh, did you did you have some questions? We got like ten thousand people here now. Yeah, so I'm just gonna have a check through. Um, so we did get a lot. We've got a lot of questions. I'm gonna have a look at the at the tags and see if anyone's ans asking them right now. Buster, bust is that Buster Rhymes in here? The real Buster Rhymes? Looks like. Yeah, I'm you trying know, to we bring him up to We've got a clay of him somewhere. We did a tribute one. I don't think he saw it. <laughs> you got to let the general in here to speak. God, watch out now. Get him up here. I'll invite him immediately. <laughs> One sec. Yeah, I sent it to him. He don't know how to accept it, I think. All my I old homies. I'm going to I get y'all kids to help y'all like my son helped. <laughs> Stop with all this trying to be old and young shit. Get I got kids. it. <laughs> G-Dub figured that shit out. <laughs> Fast. Hell yeah. <laughs> all these so I, so I've got a question. I got a question while uh, while we while we try and get Buster up. Can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> Buster rhymes up. Um, what? Like being an early adopter of blockchain and NFTs is a tool to release art. But how can we educate more artists to enter the space? And what do you think are the reservations? Is that a question for you, Champ? I think just be creative. Implement what you feel is missing, and then that's how you can organically enter into a space and have your own identity like when i was looking at nfts in october and september you know things that i thought were missing i brought you know i brought my dad i brought wiz khalifa brought e42 short i felt like it wasn't real culture in the space and you know slowly but surely it'd be infested um because you know i saw what was missing and i feel like you, as an artist, you got to figure out what's missing 
and then, you know, get creative and implement as much as possible. Yeah, do what's not doing. You know, do do what mm -hmm. they not doing. That's basically what it is. Because like Cordell said, when they turn me on to it, naturally, I'm into music, but I seen it was all about art. And I was like, well, I don't do art. I don't paint. I don't have no graphic designs, none of that shit. My art is my music and my voice and the things that I bring visually from, you know, my creative standpoint. So once I seen what was missing, I was like, shit, I need to start just dropping music over here and making mixtapes and keeping it underground and, you know, keeping it available for artists over here that don't get an opportunity in the traditional world and in the NFT space. So once I figured that lane out, I'm like, shit, ain't nobody doing this. So we cracked the code on something because we was willing to try something that, you know, nobody else was willing to try. We didn't want to do what somebody else was doing or what was working. We wanted to do what was not there. You know, I heard something interesting from David Bowie uh, before he died. He had this saying of don't play to the crowd and always be a little uncomfortable. Your feet should never touch the ground in the pool. Uh, and everything I've done in my career where I've been successful uh, has been because I, I just kind of did my own thing. And I said, well, this makes sense. Let's just go for it. Uh, and the cool part about NFTs, the cool part about the technology in our industry is that everything is mostly free if you just have time. If you go to like YouTube and watch the videos, you read documentation, all this shit is turnkey and you don't have to actually go to college or pay any money. You just, just have to put in the effort and say, how do I be creative? What can I do? The other thing is there's so many people floating around that are willing to help. I, I mean, it's unbelievable how I got started crypto space is I put a, together some educational content. And I created a little class called Bitcoin or how I learned to stop worrying and love crypto. I got 70,000 students that joined it and they emailed me suggestions. I got over 5,000 emails and I answered each and every one of them. But I gave the class away for free and it gave me a chance to, to meet everybody. And that allowed me to, to kind of bootstrap the business. So uh, I'd never pay for anything. Don't let anybody convince you you have to give anything away. Just uh, just kind of read, learn, and, and partner, and uh, work, and do something really interesting and unique. And what's so cool is you can be discovered really quickly. Hey, Charles, I like what you're saying. I was thinking about doing something like a how-to, right? Because a lot of the people in the traditional world don't know how to, you know, get into this space. So I was thinking, like, you know, since we're talking right now, me and you come together, put together some sort of visual piece on how to, from your perspective and my perspective. You know, you coming from your angle, how you got involved, I come from my angle, and then we're taking care of the whole world in one wipe as far as making it an easy how to from Charles and Snoop Dogg. Lord have mercy, that's a great business plan. Talk to me. <laughs> What's up? I'm down. Yeah, no problem at all. You know, it, and I love doing stuff like this. These types of collaborations are so much fun. Um, you know, the, the tech is simple and easy, and it's getting to a point where it's pretty turnkey, you know, and that's what makes things great. But, yeah, I, I'm not a musician, so I, could, I couldn't tell you how to, how to do the musical component of it. But the NFT component, I sure as hell can put an infographic together. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, let's do it, man, because I've been following myself with a camera, and um, we got a lot of great footage on me getting involved from my entry point to me creating the mixtapes. We just need a collaborator like you to come in on the other end so that way we can explain from the NFT side so it won't just be, well, I don't do music. Okay, well, I do NFTs. Well, I don't do NFTs, I do music. Well, I don't do music, I do NFTs. We want to take care of everybody to make sure that all information is there for those who want to get involved from every artistic aspect. So if you would it, we would it too. Done.
Oh, we're, we're doing the whole thing in fucking claymation. That's, we're bringing that shit back. Hey, Snoop, since you were on the PJs, who, who were the guys that were doing the claymation there? Are they still around? Can we hire them? Eddie Murphy had the best people in the game doing on that, working on that at the time. I think that was on Fox. So you had Fox, you had Eddie Murphy, so they had the best uh, claymation people in the industry working on that at the time. I don't know who the company was. I'm pretty sure if you look it up, look up one of them episodes on YouTube where they say who did what, all that information to be on the credits. I'm going to find it because that'd be cool to do a how-to with Claymation. Yes, sir. I am with, I'm with all that shit. I, I will be Mr. How-to. Hello. Hey, I, I just brought up my boy. Thank you, X. Um, dope artist. You know, he just did his NFT with the Grammys, too. So I, just, I wanted to bring him up real quick. And just speak on, you know, what you're doing in the NFT space and, you know, your journey as well. Yo, what up? Yeah, one thing I wanted to say, too, is that um, what you guys are talking about, how it's like, it's not just about one person doing something. It's about, like, I'm good at this and you're good at that. Let's team up and do something together. I always say it's like, it's we, not me for this space. And, yeah, Snoop, what you said is, like, absolutely true. Like, you bring the music aspect, but someone else can bring the art. And it's a collaboration. I love, I love what you're doing, young man. You're doing your motherfucking thing. You keep doing what you do. You know what I'm saying? You inspiring, inspiring artists. You inspiring an old man like me. So keep doing what you do. You understand me? You can teach an old dog a new trick if you know what you're talking about. I appreciate that, man. And then, yeah, for the Grammys thing, it was pretty rad to see um, kind of like the traditional music world take their first steps into, I mean, you know, not their first steps because obviously what you're doing, but like something as big as the Grammys is, you know, so old school as like you would think, but them taking a step just shows how early we are. They're the first award show to do some sort of NFT. So, I mean, if you think we're early, you're absolutely right. Like first steps right here. And I don't know, it was a really cool collaboration. Amazing to go to the Grammys. Never thought I would have a reason uh, to walk the red carpet and stuff. Um, but yeah, there we were. That's beautiful, man. I'm glad you got a chance to go. I've been there 19 times and walked away with no awards, but I'm very privileged to be nominated. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. They robbed you, Snoop. They robbed you, they yeah. Robbed you. My wife says they robbed you. <laughs> hey, don't, don't worry about it, baby. I'm the Yo, people's no. champ. I'm the people's champ. That's my award. I 100%. That award and the thing about this space is that we don't need awards. Like, Thanks. and, you know, I, I think that we all have our own accolades and stuff like that, but... um we don't need someone else to tell us that we're doing a good job because we're just doing it and the community supports each other. And we don't need necessarily like, you know, old school voters to tell us that, you know, like subjective art, what is better than the other. So that's what I love about the space. There's way more avenues. There's not just like, you know, in music, you get like a certain amount of slots on radio, but here there's unlimited avenues. And that's the beauty of it. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Cool. So, guys, I got a question uh, for each of you. If you were putting together your dream lineup for a virtual or, or real event or concert, who would be your three headliners? For me? Well, other than you, as in, like, you can headline your own concert, yeah. But okay, who would be your two backups? <laughs> but yeah, your three, your three perfect the first headliners. Let's go. Oh shit. Uh... Uh, wait, are they, are they, do they have to be still alive or can it be any musician? Anyone. 
Oh, don't oh anyone. Well, you already know I gotta get James Brown. And I gotta have uh shit. If I got James Brown, I gotta have because he gonna have it funky as a motherfucker in there. <laughs> Brown, then I gotta bring in, I gotta have motherfucking George Clinton. Fuck all that. We going funk on y'all ass. And Warren G. Hello. You the DJ, nigga. Quit playing. <laughs> themselves an nft and uh it was one of the crypto punk owners created this uh like latin short film and it was pretty cool i, I believe it sold out and um what they did is they sold stills from the actual film and you buy that and you get partial ownership of it so i don't know if that'll turn into a feature but i think that's coming and by the way snoop i think next year you get nominated for a grammy for an nft and it'll be the first nft to win a grammy Oh, that's gangsterism. I like that. I like that. And that way, when I get my Grammy, I can make that motherfucker ashtray for them making me wait so long. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Champ is the producer. You got to do it. So you going to do the cover art? Thank you, A. Let's do it. You heard it here first. Music video, the cover, let's go. Hey, Dirty Dale, have this said they did you like your wine, cuz 19 crimes. They robbed you 19 times. <laughs> oh, half. 0.5. Uh. Mm -hmm. we, we gotta set up your CNFT wallet. Uh, oh, we'll and, and get you all ready so you can be on the show. Hey, yeah, because what we need to do is a, a claymation video for Warren G, uh, this DJ. You understand me? Oh, yeah. Gotcha. And, then, and then hit a regulate when we bring Nate Dog back to life. You understand me? And do that. Drop Mount up. up. 
play. Let's go. Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mount up. What y'all waiting on? We got the rights to that right now. What y'all want to do? <laughs> we got we got the clay. We got the we got the artist. Joe we, is a very talented guy. He'll he'll definitely help you out. Let's go. Let's go. Let's that's the next move. Regulators mount up. I think the world wants that for sure. I know they quit playing, line that up. Boy, get set up. And you do know that. Hello. Get, um, Nick. Get Nick. Nick, let's make it happen. Let's go. Line it up. Right, Ooh, is there any, any other thing that you guys wanted to kind of, I don't know, um, obviously we can, I can probably keep this going as long as you guys want. Is there anything that you particularly wanted to share um, or, I don't know, comments, shouts um, to the community of what's been going on? How to. Vid, hey, real step. quick, I got to jump, but I just wanted to thank you for having me on stage. You guys are all legends. Champ, Snoop, Warren G, Charles, thank you guys. Thank you for inclination. So, uh, See ya. Thanks, man. It's all love, and, and it's all love for me and the dog, Jita. Thank you for coming up here, joining us, Charles. It was an honor. Hey, so Lynn, thank you for all the hard work. Shout out to Clay Mace, they, your whole team, Clay Nation. The community is, I love it. Let's jump in Discord later, too, man. I want to I wanna drop some alpha to this. <laughs> yeah, we, we look forward to you. We're ready to have you. Thank you so much for joining and uh, Charles as well. It's been quite um, quite crazy <laughs> uh, to host. And um, honestly, I feel so privileged to be here in this, in this space with you guys. Um, and I think our community is just so happy to have you guys taking notice and, and um, being here for us. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you so much. And um, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Thank you all for having yeah, us. Really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Be on the lookout for Warren G's Regulate coming up after this. And make sure y'all go get this because this has to be a part of the collection. Just in closing, you know, you guys are family now. You're part of the crypto family, and we all take care of each other here. Everybody really does. And so anything you need, anything you want to build, anything you want to collaborate on, if even if I can't do it personally, I, I know a guy or a gal. And uh, you just whatever you need, you let us know. We'll make sure you get it done because your success is the success of the space and the industry as, as a whole. And we want to make sure that everybody succeeds. That's love, Charles. Thank you, bro. We'll be in touch. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, uh, yeah, actually, I was going to say that I have been a huge support and um, we're looking forward to continuing to work together and, um, you know, bring each other up in the space, especially with Champ. Champ, I'll give you a shout in a bit to discuss Big Nation. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining. I'll see you guys soon. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Shut. They're going to close it down. Yep. All right. So that's the space, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to put the recorded link in the description below. That was literally live recorded on my phone. So I'm not sure how it sounds. I hope it sounded okay. Honestly, really an interesting conversation. Whew. You know, when I first kind of started doing cryptocurrency YouTubing, it was Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain. I stumbled onto Cardano. This is a huge thing for Cardano because my biggest fear or trepidation for CNFTs was 
if they would be interoperable with these other marketplaces that are getting built on the incumbent technological superpowers, such as Facebook, Twitter, Coinbase is now developing their own NFT marketplace, which is a mainstream cryptocurrency investing platform. When Snoop Dogg and Champ decided to now participate in this Web3, um, Gen3 smart contract platform with the claymations, it, it really eased my trepidations there because if they're releasing a musical animated piece that if I own, I can use and any content that I want, right? I made a comment midstream there where I was like, oh, I won't be able to monetize because Snoop started to play that, um, you know, he started to play some music that I guarantee YouTube's going to track down. If I own that NFT, I want to be able to play that music without somebody shutting me down. I want to own that, right? So I'm looking forward to trying to buy one of those pieces of those claymations um, just to have that user privilege, that right to, to use it however I like, which is really fun. They aren't going to exclude Snoop from these big marketplaces and Snoop ain't going to exclude himself. All right. Snoop Dogg said it. He is not trying to get somebody under his umbrella and grow and, and help him grow up. He's trying to shine spotlights on things that are meant to be stars, things that should be stars, things that will be stars. And uh, Cardano with their EUTXO model, with their digital identity solution, with their working proof of stake model, continues to impress a lot of people that are thinking forward and know that these other side chains baked into or copying the Ethereum model, if they grow in volume, they are just going to have the same problem that Ethereum has with high gas fees. Cardano, when it grows because of Hydra, it won't experience that, right? It's going to actually be cheaper and cheaper to use the more that it grows with implementations um, such as Hydra and the EU Texo model, which will, and plus the working uh, proof of stake model, which solves the volume go up, transaction fee go up problem, right? which solves the real finance problem, okay? And then which solves the energy consumption problem. So it's even, it's the greenest out of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. Cardano is the greenest right there because it already is so much more energy efficient due to their work and proof of stake model. All these other blockchains are trying to create that still. They're trying to bake that into it. Uh, Cardano was designed from the inception. So I think that's why a lot of institutional players are starting to look at Cardano as, uh, where the puck is going, I've noticed. And I'm not a hater on any block. I love the blockchain, right? I mean, Snoop and Champ, you know, they, they're, uh, they're passionate about, you know, equal opportunity, right? They're passionate about, they're not passionate about Uncle Sam. But then again, who the heck is? Am I right? Um, <laughs> if you heard that, right? Taxes. Okay. Good conversation there. So the other thing I wanted to say is I was really impressed by Champ. It sounds like Champ has done a ton to educate his dad on Cardano, uh, on the blockchain too, and bring him into this new tech world. 
I think what Snoop and Champ is doing is amazing as just a model for sons and fathers to work together. What's really an interesting study that I've seen is when you have a team that is all younger people and you have a team that is all older people and they're working on the same problem, they both perform far inferior to a team that is made up of both young and old people for some reason when you collaborate when you have that age diversity they call it okay the age diverse teams okay actually succeed at extraordinarily higher levels when there's mutual respect between those insights you know uh too many times we do get caught up in gender gender separates us right uh, all these things that separate us, you know, age, you know, we might be, be getting separated by age, but if we can just come together and recognize that we're all like part of the human race, the human species, and understand that we, no matter where you are in life, no matter where you're from, no matter what your background is, we can actually, when we collaborate, offer our strengths to each other to grow something powerful. Uh, it can be really amazing. And they are a great model for that. That was the inspiration that I gained from watching, from listening to that Twitter space. Huge shout out to the Clay Nation team. The biggest takeaway for me from Clay Nation, I mean, they've already done a collab with Good Charlotte, which was a pretty big deal for Cardano. That was a pretty big deal for Cardano. It really elevated Clay Nation above the rest of CNFTs. Um, Clay Nation, Dead Pixels, and Space Buds are still... You know, it's hard to compete with those three for CNFTs, but I'll tell you, this has put Clay Nation on a whole new level, man. Like for real, just the fact that they're able to get these incredible partnerships, they're starting to look like a really legitimate uh, threatening presence in the space. And uh, I got to say, you know, I don't have one, but I, it's good sometimes to report on what we, uh, what we think will do good, even if we're not invested in it. This is an amazing thing for all CNFTs. This is an amazing thing for Cardano. And this is an amazing thing for NFTs. And if Snoop and Champ succeed at building models that other artists can replicate, this is an amazing thing for the entire industry that Snoop has literally uh, kind of like talking about growing someone up, teaching them the lessons, right? Fathering. Snoop kind of fathered that industry, like the musical you know, scene industry and is just an OG. I don't know what else to say. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that uh, you guys enjoyed this and girls enjoyed this. And yeah, let, let me know in the comments what you think. This is Jay Crypto. Really exciting stuff. We will talk to you soon. Peace and love.